Hey you guys, it's Kilowatt and LFC. Hey, what's up kids? <laughs> Hi. Hi. We haven't done a podcast together in a in a minute. The virtual a virtual whole COVID era just went. Yeah, and of riots. And Revolutions riots. and And you and I have attended one protest together, you've attended a few. Um but we've been learning so much. I didn't even know that. Um, how entrenched I was in this horrible thing that we've been overcoming. I just started to ask all the questions, like, you know, what we were saying a minute ago. Yeah. It's just amazing that I've been dealing in real estate and in design for two decades and calling that biggest bedroom a master bedroom master and a master suite. suite. <laughs> and the entire time, even with those little racism that my background holds, I can't say no because that's not fair to say that, but... The, the little racism that yeah. my background holds. I didn't even know that I was wrong. Yeah. I had no idea. Because it was it's indirect moving. and it was entrenched into your yeah. language. The vocabulary. It was woven into the language. Yeah, woven is a perfect example. Yeah, I didn't know that. And yeah, so I would go sell a house with two master bedrooms and then go to a Redskins game. And have a and tailgate. Hang out. <laughs> yeah, just hang out. <laughs> Well, it's like he didn't even notice it. But like, so the other day I was talking to my my coworker Ben, and I was telling him something about how I said something fucked up because I realized as I was talking that it was a derogatory like term towards Jewish people. Oh. And the Holocaust. Oh. And I'm fucking so passionate about that part of history. So it's amazing to me that my fucking mouth spit that shit out because it's just what's been But did you ever repeated. associate it, that term that you used? Never it associated yeah. it as that, but because I now know not to say it, I have to teach myself not to. And the word was swindle. Mm. And I didn't. Oh, that's right. Yep. It was the swindlers, and that's that's was that was just how I talked. And another one was calling a spade a spade. Yeah, you talked. I got that, that from week. fucking uh, Sarah Bareilles. I had no idea. I didn't know either. I had no idea. And that's the type of shit that we're just like. I didn't even know that. We just been given the, these phrases that. Uh-huh. Yeah. We didn't even know they were hateful, but we're just saying them, and we're just going with it. Bias in general. Yeah. But the whole purpose of like. Making a conscious decision to make things fair. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is that you have to actually educate yourself. Oh. The worst thing you could fucking do right now is go up to a black person and be like, what can I do right now, bitch? You know how to treat people. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to treat people. And other people know how to treat people. As long as we're the people that say, please don't fucking stand on his neck for that long. Mm-hmm. Thing is, don't be overtly works. rough with a 14 year old girl that dodged out of a $10 cab. She's a 14 year old kid, yes, yeah, she's black, but that doesn't mean you gotta fucking grab her hard and shake sure. her and shit. Like, and that shit happens all the time. Mm-hmm. 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 It's just, it's just proven, it's happened so much that it's just. I'm just so grateful that we're in a time where a, a few things that I've always wanted subconsciously and consciously are somehow converging at the same time like equality and cleanliness you're exactly right i know (laughs) (laughs) we should tell them about what happened at lunch today at lunch today fair speak with respect yes yes like it's coming to a head like it was so funny yesterday i went to an office and i was asked well do you want to register to vote and i looked at the the woman i said i'm scared to answer this yes no question because these days you're wrong no matter what yeah no matter what you do you're gonna get (laughs) screwed buddy anyway what were you trying to say no we should tell them about so 
everything that the direction of what things are going towards is first of all we're at some point we're be addressing misogyny. Yeah. I feel like because that's going to that be on the, the docket. Thing. Yeah. It was the number one division. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like, that's why number one it's going group of people there. to die in the emergency rooms are black women. That's right. They're not, it's not black men, it's black women because misogyny is still a thing despite the race part. <laughs> well, it's worse so than, just, there's more it's, now. It's worse than racism. It's probably triple threat mm-hmm. because Half of the population are females. Yeah. And then, okay, so you already have hatred of half the population. And now the other half um, is a mix, of course, of males and females. And most of those females grew up in conditions of misogyny. And they didn't know that they were being taught and conditioned to hate on other females. Oh, especially in, in they didn't uh, even cultural, know. like culturally diverse homes. Yeah. Or people who are of color or of any fucking background that's not just primarily like Norwegian or and, and uh-huh. even then, white people fucking for centuries have put women down like crazy. Right. And women put women down because they're conditioned to do it because men want women to hate each other in order to divide them because if they can divide women, then the men can have their control. And I think that race is another term or, or another that's kept so think about yeah. all the fucking super powerful black women yeah. who've only been focused on the, the black topic and yet alone the woman topic and that's keeping them from attending the ballpark so let's if that's going to be the thing yeah. we'll just handle that one first then we'll get all them over on our team so and then it'll be unstoppable <laughs> like it'll just well be I know that this will never happen but does it make sense to you that if we were to tackle misogyny, we would knock out racism? I can't it? handle the wet. I know. It's weird. I know you're a thing. I like to touch things. You're a wiper. Wet. You're a swiper and wiper. I'm a wiper. Like, <laughs> swiper don't swipe. <laughs> but does it does it make sense? Like I know that we won't see it in our in our time. But does it make sense to you that as a logical or um, just a, as a practical matter that should we immediately move to erase and eradicate um, sexism or misogyny that race or bias, racial prejudice, will just go right yeah. along with it? Yeah. And even though we, you and I, we could create magazines, newspapers, a broadcasting show, go worldwide, throw our bras to the wind, and then oh, so let my like boobies fly like no one's gonna buy the boobs idea everywhere. No one is gonna buy All day. <laughs> no bra for the rest of my life. I would like to be with hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that fucking bra company that they developed that is made for women's comfort because out of all the years mm. that we've had bras, yeah fucking centuries now, they stay basically the same format. They have. And now that we're finally getting into this Gen X population where those kids don't give a fuck. They do not give a fuck. They will eat Tide Pods. They will set shit on fire. They don't give a They will do all the things as long as there's anime, TikTok, and some type of drug. They love drugs. It's okay. I mean, we all know. It's yeah. a weird learning. As long as they have a phone. They got a phone. And some cash. Some cash. They'll do all the things, high. but they're also willing to flip the table over and just handle racism all... Like, this is their first step to bat thing as a fucking young culture, generation, whatever you want to call it. The Gen X is running the fucking show, and the millennials are following the Gen X. Because who were who are the main front runners at the Malala protest? The Gen X population. They had the fucking microphones. They were the front and center. Those kids were maybe 18 years old max. 
And then you got this fucking millennial here that's not organized at all and just shows up and is like, what's up, you guys? You want to yell together? Let's do it. Like, it was fun. And millennials, they weren't really versed on the origin of racism. They actually didn't have, get to have a good sit down and We were just too busy being hated on by all the fucking boomers. Well, they were too, also, so uh, busy uh, defending gay, gay rights, mm-hmm. lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and queer. Mm-hmm. And, and really a lot of that energy LGBT. Went, went into that community, and rightfully so. I almost forgot the Q, LGBTQ. Community. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel like um, there's only 26 letters in the alphabet, and eventually we're going to use all of them. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually think that that's something that's going to disappear is our Because uh, pansexuality to ultimately is it. That's yeah. just it. Pansexuality is just going to be it. It's not yeah. going to be anything anymore yeah. in terms of whom you choose to copulate with or have sex with or do sex acts because with. Because we're going to start seeing each because, other as souls instead of... Right. It's not going to be what sex organs you were born with or what they look like or their size or how you feel like using them. Thank it's you. It's eventually just going to come down to what is the individual preference of this person? Mm-hmm. If, you know? Well, not that I, I, I always... I always felt that, like, when we were always defending the LGBTQ yeah. community, yeah. Um, that when the Gen Z or your Gen X mm-hmm. came along and they were addressing racism, I was like, ah, oh, this is where it's all going to come together, where it's just sort of, like, coming down a slide, mm-hmm. and there's just a bunch of shit on the slide, and it's all grouping together as you're sliding down, and it just scoops up this giant pile of bullshit. Yeah. And at the base of the slide, you just fall into it. Mm-hmm. I feel like with every generation. <laughs> First with the boomer generation, they were addressing women's yeah. rights, okay? Because they started going back to work, and that's where World War II happened, and they had to start. And they're retiring now. Yeah. And, and they're retiring single. So they addressed the uh, equality for women and misogyny, but they've never fully got to get through to it, because then they had the millennials. And then the millennials and the Gen so it's all like sort of sliding down into this inevitable molehill of bullshit that we'll be sifting through as a society. So and basically, a funnel is what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's a gonna. We're all gonna find each we're other in the it. same spot. <laughs> Just a big pile of shit. We got the hate ends right here, kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> it ends right now. Yeah, it's all dark and grim until we weed through it. So welcome. Get, y'all better turn your own light on. <laughs> what I think is interesting is that. We're going to be experiencing financial collapse inevitably yeah. as a whole structural of society. It'll be years to come back from even just the pandemic programs. Yeah. Just that alone. Years. Oh, and you know there's going to be those motherfuckers out there that are just taking mad advantage of everything. Oh, God. <laughs> Parks. Silverton, Oregon. <laughs> Park family. I was actually thinking of uh, the banks. Like, yeah, my, absolutely. my apartment out. complex is owned by C- CSR Realtors. Yeah, I think it's a bank owned apartment complex. They way where our, I was standing, they're evicting people. Where? Right at now? Your, at yours, Stoneface. Mm. But anyway, go ahead. Well, that's possible. I don't know. I know that they can evict people if they're violation of terms, not the. Um, Non-payment of rent. They can't evict you for non-payment, but they can evict you for violation of like, like sound ordinance and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like damage to property and all that threats to your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Which is why, when I'm sitting there, 
reading the July newsletter, they were like, hey, you guys, as a way to lift your burden from the pandemic, we waived your ACH online e-renters payment fee on the renter portal. You can now save $1.95. It is permanently waived. Oh, well, thank you so much, you piece Thanks. of shit assholes. Can I use my fucking pool and sauna now? No? Okay, great. Thanks for the cut on the rent. $1.95. Go fuck yourselves. And then in the same fucking newsletter, they're saying to us, if you're caught going speeding of over five miles per hour, we will be applying a $50 fine in addition to 5% of your rent added to your monthly bill. So, so they're going to make up the gap of the motherfuckers they're going to evict later uh-huh. by finding all the residents that are still there paying rent uh-huh. for speeding in the neighborhood. The and there's no house. way to fuck it. So I'm going to come home from a long work week uh-huh. where I fucking bust my ass and I go all week and I come home and I'm trudging up three flights of stairs to see that they've cut $1.95 off my rent. Oh, and they're also threatening me $127 in addition to what I pay on top of my rent. For an unmeasured speed. For an unprovable yeah. accusation. So it, it didn't say anywhere in there. Mm-hmm. We have speed dash cam footage. We got this and that. We got... No. It's fucking Sally Mae down the street. The bitch that doesn't like me can call in and say I was going 25. They can write me a ticket. And if they do, I will sue the fuck out of them. And so... But that's, that's the type of shit. You know that they're getting cuts from our government. They're a bank, mm-hmm. bank-owned corporation. They got trillions of dollars from our government. $1.5 trillion went to banks and insurance companies for the bailout of the coronavirus pandemic. And it was meant to lift the burden off the people. So what, it, what is their proposal? $1.95. But just to make sure they're not losing any profits, they're going to shift to fining people for bullshit claims. No. Yeah, well, it's the same thing like credit card companies. They are hoping that you keep poor records so that you are late mm-hmm. and they kick your ass. Late fees are huge. Thanks. If those the little poor records things, hope that hope that you weren't paying attention. Hope that you just barely crossed the line fees. That's that's everywhere. Yeah. And I'm sorry this happened to you at your house. Yeah, it's okay. Especially that it's hearsay. It's, there's nothing scientific about that. Mm-mm. Anyway. We can pause the podcast. Do it. You can go potty. I'm on the gut. You're allowed to. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I just got a notification that I've used up almost 75% of my high speed data, and now we're going to be dropped down to like Is that nothing. For your TV or? or my cell phone. Oh. Which I thought, I was under the impression it was going to be unlimited, so now I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm just... I don't even know how to do that anymore. Yeah. They count it still? Yeah, I know. It's weird. So now I kind of feel like a dick because they've used up all the internet. Well, it doesn't look like somebody's here. There's no bartender here that we were looking. Can inquiring minds ask other people? <laughs> would, you, would that be fine? Would you care if I asked those things? I would care. Could I pretend like it's me? They, would that be better? She's too smart. I know. She wouldn't rat out your secret like that. She would never do that to you. I guess you're right. Okay, okay, okay. They have to have each other's back before they have. I don't know, man. If there was a really good-looking gal that was coming for my dude at work, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
me give it to you straight. <laughs> He's in a really shitty relationship and it's not looking promising. So if you are available around this time of the year, he'll probably already be single. That's what I'd be asking. I don't know how to do it. I think that I just don't have the touch and I never will. I think that's not a bad thing. I mean, you could be wheeling and dealing a whole bunch of penises, but you don't have to be doing that. Like, that's not a bad thing that you're not good at dating. Like, <laughs> if you were good at dating, there we probably wouldn't be friends because I'm terrible at it too. I feel more motivated if there are a few thousand dollars involved, and I don't know why. But if, if there was some amount of because it's a like controlled there. structured it's environment, structured. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about it. It's fair. <laughs> Just like how sometimes if you really love people and you don't want to lose them, it's better to just cut them out of your life entirely so that you don't ever have to watch them leave if you leave them first. That's another really, that's, yeah, I have people in my life that do that. Man, I couldn't help but think of that song where it's, who the hell are they? Anyway, it's a song about people starting relationships just to end them. Yeah. Just so they could say they had something meaningful for a hot second. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that market is, but I hope I don't know them. Well, it's called the extremely traumatized market, and it happens to be quite prevalent in our society. <laughs> mm. The daily drink specials at the, what is this place called again? River River, River Shore Bar and Grill. The daily drink specials looks so pretty. It looks like something that you see off of Disneyland. Whoever wrote that has the penmanship of Beauty of the Beast. That's some fucking candlestick typewriting right there. That is some special Pepe Le Pew type thing. I don't know if that was his name, but he had an accent, and I'm... I could be a little racist with the Italy languages. I don't know. Like, the accent. Pepe Le Pew is the only Italian character that I've known in my career. Outside of the fucking candlestick off of... I think he's French. Yeah. Thank you. See, that's where you know you're all fucked up. It's time to educate ourselves as people, okay? And I'm talking from a place of pure ignorance, okay? I'm not judging. I'm just saying I've learned not to be a dick by acknowledging that I'm kind of a dick. That was the first step to my enlightenment process. Hi, I'm Kilowatt, and I'm a dick. I I'm, I'm didn't mean to be. Just about 30 years of being a dick. That's all. Really? And I, don't, I guess we don't need to get gender specific. I was sort of an asshole. We can keep it super neutral. Like we don't have to be like dicks or assholes. Like, I'm just going to say everybody has an asshole, and we all know what it does. And I was one for about 30 years. I get told so often that I'm an asshole that I don't have to Thank you. Like, I just didn't understand anything. I just do didn't want know. I might switch to Coors Light. I think I'm going to do Coors Light. I always do that. I do my two and then I do go to Coors Light. It's like water. It's so good. It's like licking a stream from a mountaintop. It's awesome. Well, that's if you can't feel feelings, which is what you're about to have a stroke. So you should probably get to the doctor. <laughs> you need to look at the mountains to see if they're blue. Motherfucker, you got something going on with your nervous system and you're about to have a goddamn stroke. So go see the neurologist. <laughs> 
That part was a, that was a direct threat to the intelligence of the people that they, they were selling their beers to. Thank you so much. Gotta look at the picture. Hey, I mean it's like the it's like the color changing like fingernail polish. Have you seen that? The mood nail polish. Oh my god, I was so enamored by that as a kid. I thought that was really neat. I thought that I was like a fucking five year old again. I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Give me this ice cube here. Let me see your fingernails. <laughs> I was just testing out. I just play with it. I'd start drawing on my nails. It was fucked up. I think... Oh, yeah, let me see. LFC had this white pedicure. God, your nails are so gorgeous. Well, they're... they're I am, they haven't been this pair for years. They're breathing. They're beautiful. I'm doing a natural for the first time in years. God, Let yourself breathe. Years. Let yourself breathe. It's all I good. So I'm walking around in pajamas today. I was in my pajamas earlier. I thought about wearing them here, but I don't want to embarrass you in front of somebody. Well, this is what I wear right before I go to sleep. Me too. This is literally, actually, a shirt. This is a shirt I have concocted. I'm telling you this so I can brag about it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm inventive. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking this whole time. Yeah. We've been on recording this whole time. I'm a sneaky bitch. I'm sneaky. I wanted to share with everybody what happened to us at the last establishment we were at. And the benefit of the COVID and how it allowed us to escape the admiration of a skeevy dude. He was skeevy as fuck. He was so skeevy. That dude... Even the cook... If he was a puppy, that pink stick would have been hanging out. It was gross. All of it was... I went there for a sandwich, and I was feeling like I needed to change my clothing. I needed to have, a like, a parka on. That dude made me so uncomfortable. That's what I love about what this COVID did. It put people as far away as I needed them to just stay. Well, look what the bartender did. What did the bartender do? That guy, he's standing across. So here's what happened. We're sitting at a table getting ready to order our sandwiches. And we're making a podcast. Just so you guys know, I'm not narrating what we're talking about. Okay. Um, (laughs) We're sitting at the table. And we're trying to order sandwiches. As we're sitting there, this guy is staring at the back of LFC's head like he's going to penetrate her skull. And I would look up like he's some creep. And I was like, uh, hi. <laughs> what the, why are you, like, I fucking my best friend right now. <laughs> Stop it. You're being creepy. <laughs> like, I just looked at him. And then he's, he took that. Apparently, my saying hi as in quit fucking staring at us is incentive to come hither. That was our, come hither, sir. Let's, in, let's interact. I would like to interact with you. That's what he got from that. And I gave him a death stare, so he was fucked up. And so he comes over, and what does the bartender say? Because I can't remember what he, he said. He called my first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just said, no, it's time for you to leave, or no? Oh, no, no, you got to put your mask on, pick a table, and sit down. Yeah. That's Basically, what he said. Everything except for get the hell away from them. Yeah, but he was, like, really clever about it. He was like, I'm using this pandemic to get you skeezy ass away from these ladies. (laughs) SD. I love it.
I fucking, I was so grateful. And then at the end, as we're paying the tab or whatever, he was like, you guys like how I told him to put his mask on and sit down? <laughs> I was like, thank you so much. Yeah, it was so cute. You, you could just see it. I mean, we were just like, oh, this is what this is going to be. Yeah, he was proud of him. He was. He should have been proud of him. That's 100% what you do to fight off misogyny. When you're the guy that's fucking brave enough to go up to the dude that's entitled enough to fucking try and bang two chicks eat a sandwich... Then you're gonna say some shit, and that's the first step to fight all the evils of this world. When you see somebody being violent with a 14 year old kid for a fucking ten dollar offense, you say something. That's the end of the story. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are. Somebody's fucking putting their shit on another human. From here on out, this is gonna be our society. We're gonna say some shit, and we're gonna move forward so we can have better times. It used to be. Yards away from every public school. <laughs> <laughs> now we've gone for 200 yards from each other. Six feet and cover that face. <laughs> oh my god, you're so funny. Oh, you are funny as hell. I love it. That is good. That would have been a really good way to say, aren't you supposed to be about 200? Isn't there a school down the street? You're not 200 yards from. That's 200 yards. That's a yeah, playground. That's, that's there are children there. You were in right violation now. of your probation. <laughs> <laughs> this time you don't even have to bullshit it like that. You know what angers me right now is the nosy fucking person inside of my soul who fucking sits there at three in the morning like a weird stalker of people in our city. I'm pissed that Clackamas County is not taking fucking pictures of people when they get arrested. They haven't been oh. doing it for months. How am I supposed to know the dangerous people on my bus? I used to be able to fucking look at the... I'd do the quick rundown and find the most violate, violent offender. Like, one dude. I, I used he to. was trying to play me hard. And I found out that he was stalking his ex-girlfriend and strangled her and did attempted murder. Mm-hmm. And it's the same motherfucker that would get on my bus, charming as shit all the time, trying to pull one over on me. And I was always no, like, oh, this actually, it goes, it, it goes into our public school system. I went and asked for the records so I could fully identify my five-year-old students that I was driving, my yeah. kindergartners, oh, my okay, first yeah. graders, and especially my high school girls because I saw men waiting for some of my, my kids at their bus stops. And then I would have to tell these kids that, that I drive around, now that dude right there, see him? He's Stevie behind looking that tree. Yeah. Say, wait. And then you tell me everything tomorrow when I see you again how well this went. And that's how I protect these kids. But there were so many times I would go to my director and go, I want their full information. I need their first name, their last name. Yeah, it's all privacy shit. They won't tell me anything it's amazing about these children it's that amazing. I drop off in the middle of neighborhoods and subdivisions and on 87. Yeah, you want to fucking fight human trafficking in our city? You want me to Let the them. bus drivers be the protectors? Yeah, let me protect them. Let the fucking people that are in their lives know who they are and how to get a hold of their family if they, they have to tell. They release it to me. Now, there's a few people on the staff, you know who they are. For there you. should be like a safety net of information for people who work with children in the community. Because that's the whole fucking thing that happens when you got that kid down the trappy, the guy that's raising his fucking kid brother with the mom. I bet you anything, if, if he didn't fucking have his kid brother's back, some shit would happen to one of them. Sure. Because there's no fucking 
officials in the in the picture ever. Right. It's never like you don't have a safety net. Like you don't have a neighborhood bus driver. They require us to be CDL and to be Red Cross certified, but yet I don't get to. But know you the don't names have access to their fucking family, in so in case you have to them. tell them yeah, of a threat. I want to call them on every. Hey, there's a skeezy dude that hangs out by your kid's bus stop every afternoon. I and wanted I to just, give you a heads and up. And I just dropped your hot seventeen-year-old daughter off about to a twenty-three-year-old dude that looked like a human trafficker, and she ran up to his car like exactly yeah there were so many times where i was releasing children into the public and i was like something's not right here and then i would go to my director and go i want all the info on this kid because she's like that's not your information no but you want me to perform cpr on the kid if they can't fucking breathe yeah (laughs) that's such bullshit it makes me mad it should make you mad because those are your kids that's why like that's why every passenger that gets on my bus regardless of whatever it is that I know about them or I don't know about them yeah they're always the best fucking person that's ever been yeah and they're always gonna be my favorite and I treat them like that because it builds the rapport with them but it also lets them know that I'm here for you this is your safe place as soon as you violate that you can leave the safe place I might fight you (laughs) but as soon as but it's like you're entrusted with people's lives and you should be able to at least have the common and decency also, of being given the information. the first area that took off with facial recognition in, inside of everyone's mainframe, that's an old computer term. No, but actually, no, mainframe, I'm on it. I used to, I yeah. watched the net. <laughs> the first area, we are the guinea pig area for the feds anyway. Mm-hmm. And so the first area that used facial recognition as a testing ground was the Pacific Northwest. I think it was Apple. Where they well, did the face ID shit. Right, but they focused all of it here in Washington and Oregon by contracting with all these companies, first of all, with all the jails and the prisons. Oh, yeah. Right. And so that you'd forever be noticeable in every supermarket, every store. I did not know that. Every parking lot. Like, instantly, all your data just comes out. <gasps> no. Just like in the movies. It's real. You know what? That's ironic that it was in the Northwest that they did that because the Northwest is also the same place that they started doing uh, tests on civilians. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was like a study they did back in the 70s. They just just disclosed the CIA files and they said that there was a town in Springfield, Oregon where they were sending these fucking high-powered frequency waves down onto the populace to decide what the fucking results of that type of thing would be uh-huh. they were the human guinea pigs some people develop psychoses which is where you're just detachment from reality and they'd start like hearing voices and shit oh uh, sure yeah. and then the other ones would get these like debilitating headaches where they would have to stop working and shit and of course you know they never got compensated attach a lot of different membranes inside yeah yeah and including some of the the very uh fragile structures in the inner ear yeah damaged i don't know what you're talking about yeah and And that was the whole thing 5g was implemented oh yeah this is really bad the 5g is going to be terrible well the guys are already investing in it because what they did was finalize how they're installing it and they're using existing power so 5G is coming in on mostly leasing agreements. You know, you know they are, and they're, they're that's why free internet is becoming towers. a thing. They're not building new towers as much as they're just amplifying the existing ones. Well, and so and I can't tell people to buy Organite because that would be illegal since the FDA is 
the one they they made it illegal organite okay um but organite's the only thing that repels the 5g waves it's really interesting that the fda decided to make that illegal so if you can get your fucking hands on it i can't tell you to buy it but i have some <laughs> we should all be wearing it just saying little shield Hey, if Organite's the 2K20 version of an aluminum foil hat, I will wear that shit all day because it's very pretty. I'm gonna get a necklace. <laughs> I like your, I like the pet. She just did a little. She's good. She's good. What are you thinking? I wish Frank. I saw Frank walking the other day. Do you have his number? You should text him. I do have his number. You should text him, ask what he's doing. I miss the fuck out of Frank. <laughs> Frank's the shit, man. Frank's the absolute bomb diggity shiznit. He's so sweet. He, and he's intelligent. He's, like he's so intelligent. He's absolutely not a misogynist. He believes in equality of all people and all races. He's just a cool motherfucking dude that wants to hang out and have a beer. Yeah, send him a text. Be like, hey, Frank, it's LFC and Kilowatt. We're at the River he, Shore making a podcast. He won't know LFC, but he'll know you. Yeah. I saw him walking the other day. He's so cute. He always has like a little plastic bag with him. I don't know what the fuck he puts in it, but it's like his backpack. <laughs> well, he's such a good And you know he has the house and shit, but he's just frugal. And I like it. I think it's cool. I love, I love, I love. I like good frugal men. People that have figured out how to be rich the real way. Yeah. You don't spend your money I on stupid shit. I love to hang out with those dudes. They're driving that shitty station wagon that holds on the back door with a rope. A Camry. Yeah. A lousy ass 14-year-old Camry. They got a fucking with a big goddamn Dodge Stratus. Yeah. They haven't vacuumed it like the, and the ever. back seat for like a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I love that kind. I love that kind too because that means they fold towels Did and you shit. you know that one of, our big, <laughs> one of our biggest banks You can actually, tell I hate folding towels. There is an actual <laughs> bank in our system that is owned by an actual good guy. I know him because I work with him. His name is Rich Fairbanks, and he's the CEO of Capital One. And the most drug he'll ever do is a blood thinner for his blood pressure. He doesn't drink, and he's a nice, nice guy. He's, he's addicted to his work. He's not a dick. But does he have billions of dollars? Yeah. So you can't, you can't make a billion dollars. You can take a billion dollars, and there's ways to cut corners. So he it could be a nice guy on the surface it. and on his personal place, baby. That's true. His wife does feel neglected, but I got to listen in nah, on this. Nah, I don't. I mean, in general, like there's cor- there's corners that motherfucker you know cut that, that you're not gonna see. In. Do you know a marital spat between billionaires is the same as a marital spat in any trailer park in Oregon? It's the same material. You know why I believe that? It's the same material. Because it doesn't matter how much fucking money I've ever had or how much money I didn't have. I'm always going to still be that same entitled bitch regardless of what I got in my bank account. And I might have a million or I'd have 50 cents and like cash on hand. But that's... (laughs) And... And see, but the thing is, is I'm a hypocrite because at the same time that I'd like to say money didn't change them. I, it does. I, I feel like it did anyway. Well, even if it didn't, it still gave them the opportunities that weren't realistic for other yeah. people that it became surreal. Like there's a level of surrealness that happens once you get to a certain level. Oh, it's bright. It is what it looks bright. It's really bright. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm so proud of myself for not breaking the seal yet. This is your fucking best friend. Oh, yeah, it's true. Your condition is worse than like a first grade teacher. Oh, God. Oh, and also then I factor in the fact that you just had surgery, too. And I was like, and I wasn't like comparing it, but I was just thinking to myself, like, I kind of have to go potty, but I haven't gotten up to go yet. And I was like, all proud of myself. I was like, I'm amazing. No, uh, so when it comes down to dudes and frugality, yeah. I like when they're frugal. I like when they're frugal. I also like when they can fold a nice clean towel. If you fold that fucking towel, man, I will fuck you. It's going to be on. Like, it's going down. I will bring it, and it's going to be great. I'm not ever going to fold a towel when we're in partnership, just so you're aware. Just so dudes know. Not a fucking laundry folder over here. I will actually drop it off to a laundromat and pay for laundry service just so I don't have to fucking fold it. So That's the kind of Debbie bitch I am. I just don't. I if can't. The, the idea of who Debbie is away from the following story is kind of a funny story. <laughs> but she, she says that her one-year anniversary with Ruben is coming on July 23rd. Oh, my God. They've only I been together this, for a year. I hear this every That's amazing. Hours, I thought they were together for a long time. Feels like 47 years. I think so. Anyway, so <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, anyway... So they, they are having their one year in one month. Oh, gross. Okay. Well, two weeks. Two weeks. It is gross. The twins. Almost insane. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, we're not shit talking. We're going to let it go. My no, bad. That was, just ve- that was just venting. That's venting. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's how, here's how, here's how they're, she, she profiles their first date as parking the car, walking down the hill, sitting on a bench, and for 27 minutes, they tell each other what they want in a relationship. That was their first date. That was a negotiation. I what? You <laughs> That's call a negotiation a on a park bench. I don't fucking care. <laughs> that was the worst. That was the most painful first date story I've heard in my life. Mm-hmm. But she, she. Said, Are they both heavy earth energy though? Because that could be appealing no, to some people. Here's where I think this is where she's choosing wrong. He's atheist, and she's totally into Jesus. Oh, well, that's got to be the divide. That should be the major deal breaker. Well, I feel like she's already settling. Yeah, because even when I was with Brent and we were going over, like, our religion stuff, I told him I would never step foot in another fucking church for as long as I lived. It was right after I left Brad. And when I went to the pastor for help and he was like, stay home and have more babies. And I was like, fuck you, I'm leaving this place. And I never came back. And I told Brent, I said, I know that your family is the head of the church, but I'll never fucking come to church. Did I go to the church? Yeah, I did. Did I ever participate in the prayers? I closed my eyes and I looked around and shit. Like, I tried. But I, I eventually at some point told him, look, if you are really buying into this fucking bullshit, then I'm not going to be a part of it. Because I can't, like, actually succumb anymore to being inauthentic of my life. And I don't want to be in a partnership with someone who doesn't have the same belief systems of what is out there. And he's like, well, I'm an atheist. And I was like, you can't be an atheist because you just told me yourself that you believe in these things. And he's like, okay. I said, so you're agnostic theist like me? And I pressured him into it. I did a little bit. I like planted the seeds and I corralled him with my force and stubborn nature and got him into my corner. And after I was conveniently happy with where I had shoved him like an asshole, because I was before 30 when this conversation happened, I was like, yeah. I feel satisfied now. And then I, then we continued on for the next however many years. Well, you know, I've already given you snippets of how I think he he survives the relationship. So yeah. I think that he's doing more settling than she is. But um, 
true. Um, on, on a, okay, but on a fundamental basis, I think that the idea of laying out the rules from the beginning is a good idea. Not necessarily oh, it's necessary. on the first date. Yeah, but it's necessary. But I like it because family science has already proven to us that you, you eventually will have to do an inventory. Well, yeah, everybody's got their own version of what an actual contract agreement is. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not going to fucking tell me that you're going to have an emotional relationship with some bitch at work that that's not cheating. Because for me, that's fucking cheating. And if I find out, I will break shit. Right. But, see, but I didn't tell him that. And so because I didn't, that's not fair. You have to be clear and concise with where your what? boundaries are. About what? Yeah. What you will or will not accept. And yeah. if you didn't fucking tell them, then that's on you. So you got to be real clear. Oh, I so agree with you, Crystal bro. clear. I totally agree like, with you. Like, Bink. Yeah, yeah. No way around this. Yeah. Uh-uh. Crystal clear. <laughs> this is hygiene. Like it's transparent as the bitch that runs the property at my fucking apartment. Oh. That that kind of clear. <laughs> Stone face. I'm not fucking kidding you. I've had Actually, six you know people, four to six people that message me. That called Stone Race. Stone Race. <laughs> We got one trophy black dude in my apartment. One. He's in the corner pocket. We got one. One black dude. That's it. No, um, fuck, man. No, I've had four to six people, I think it was a total of five, who sent me messages warning me that she was going to get her little cronies on me now that I've called her shit out. Where I was just like, you're not going to fucking threaten me with 5% of my rent without any viable proof of evidence. I'm not going to fear for my fucking financial They're security. They're not going to get it from me. I know. But I was just I was just like, you know what? You're all assholes. Like, I'm fucking tired. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. I'm crying, like, every night over the race <laughs> riots that are happening and the injustices being put on everybody. And I'm, then I get to come home to your fucking bullshit and your paper flex. And then on the bottom, you're, you're going to leave this much of a portion. Okay, two inches is what that fucking, we're going to fine you 5% of your rent plus 50 bucks. And then this, like a whole fistful of section, like this big on how to make popsicles with berries and watermelon juice. Get the fuck out of my goddamn mailbox. What are you doing? You should have alternated the two like here put some watermelon juice and blueberries in a bucket and freeze it popsicles go team then take that whole bottom paragraph and then like by the way instead of threatening you we could just put like accounts of maybe tenants that have been almost harmed their children that were almost hit by a car maybe even get so bold as to like describe vehicles that they've seen on the property not sure if you're aware but we have cameras and we can't we can't report you and you will be fine but not yeah, but not, not fucking threatening everybody in the apartment complex. Like, go fuck yourself. A hundred percent. I pay you rent, not to fucking threaten me. I pay you rent to keep me safe in my little home, and and to fix my shit when it breaks. And I that's our that's the move. That's what we got going on here. It's pretty good. It's driving while I pay my shit on time. <laughs> I'm barely ever here, so I'm sure you guys love that. You're just targeted. Yeah, but they told me they told me that I needed to watch myself and that she would be fucking with me. And at at like three in the morning that day, I got a a friend request from someone called Testy Test. It was like one of those like sock puppet accounts where somebody just makes it to spy on your account. 
Because I didn't realize that I had a profile account and I live my life out loud, bitch. <laughs> Which is why it's so hard for people to call me out because my life is already called out. <laughs> I will tell you all the ways I've been a dick. I will tell you all the ways in which I'm toxic, okay? <laughs> and when you try to hate on me, I'm going to make a public post about it and brag about it because I think it's fun when people hate me. <laughs> I'm like Eminem. You're not going to get anything that I haven't already said out loud, so... And it makes people so angry because they want to get at me, but I've already put it out there, so I'm impenetrable at this point. Yeah, I think you were right. I think you just made the ultimate point about your social media. That's yeah. your platform, is you beat everyone else to your own platform. They can't even fucking talk shit because I've already said it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a so listen, bitches. I'm crazy. I needed a week off last week because I was suicidal. That's real life. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> So, I don't oh, think God, this bitch you. knows who she picked a fight with. When you're going to make fun of my kid for being in the hospital the first week I'm there. I know. That was her. I know. And, I, and she's, the, she's the one that runs the whole show. And so, I just like, oh, my God. I feel I like I've I walked past her several times. I never remember her because she's not m- memorable. She's not a memorable person. She is no, well, she's not look, shit to they say. They all look kind of the same. They all do. Because not one of them has a lot to go for them. They have the magical pants that just keep rotating with the same hoodie. Well, if you've got four to five people coming to you anonymously about that entire group of people, that should tell you what kind of people they are. Four to five people? (laughs) That's a lot of fucking people going, yo, you need to watch your back. They're crazy. And I'm like, bring it. They have not met crazy. They won't fucking know what to do with me if they try and come at me. Because I don't do anything wrong. I'm the most boring person on the planet. You, should, you might want to so put a boring. posting on your front door with your email and phone number. And say, for a faster reply, please text me. <laughs> right? <laughs> I could be in the My shower. My online social media presence is pretty large. You're welcome to interview my friends about me. It's okay. Here's all, you know... You might want to just go My blood type is uh, A positive. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Oh my god, you're funny. Oh my god, I think we both really just quit smoking. I didn't. I didn't. But I can stop. I can't. Like, I want to, but, like, because I'm so lazy. So this is a fun fact. <laughs> I live on the third floor in an apartment complex surrounded by assholes who smoke in one spot that I like to go smoke at. So I don't go smoke there. So when I go home, I'm in for the fucking night. And I stay home. And I, if I don't want to leave my house for two to three days, I stay in my apartment. And I don't fucking leave it like a little hermit. And I'll get food brought to me. But I won't leave. <laughs> and that means I'm not smoking. So I can go a long time without smoking. No fucking problem. Because you're a killer. I'm wild. not addicted to it. I don't think I'm addicted to it. I just like it. Like, hey, I like toxic things. I like weird relationships where I fight a lot and then we make up. I love that. That's my favorite. I like to be the asshole that like insults someone who's loaning you money. That's my favorite. Yeah, I don't. Brent lent me two hundred bucks, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, 
You did the you did the numbers wrong because they had to pay me back for the money for the food that we spent for the birthday party. Oh, and I he got it wrong. wrong. He got the he got the money wrong. He did it wrong. He he just wanted me to quickly come up with that, and I think that was his way of trying to get me to pay for some of the fucking food. Bitch, I'm broke. My rent is so expensive, and my sister helps, but I'm fucking broke all the time. And so I was just like. No, like I would not have had this grandiose birthday party. I know that you're a way better parent than me, and I know that you want her to have this great party, but I would never have had the people in my life to pay for that food. I would have been you, me, my mom, and Grace. That would have been the big party, you know? <laughs> it's like fucking 40 bucks on a pizza. Like, this is not $300 vegetable platters for a kid's birthday. Like, that's great. I can't afford it. I'm sorry that she felt that to be. Party. So he gets me to pay for the fucking food, and then he says he's going to compensate me, but he doesn't compensate me the full amount. I never believe those promises. And that's why I said, look, and he's like, you know, I gave you 400 and I said, yeah, but you told me you would lend me two, which is what I needed to get through the rest of this paycheck. And I said, and that was our agreement. And he goes, yeah. And I said, you also said that you would replace what you gave, what I put out for food. So here's the receipts, and here's what I require to be. That's over 400 and it was way over 400 so yeah. then then I wasn't even getting the 200 he promised and I was still going to be made to pay it back and I was like no I'm not going to no that's not how this works like you told me something and I'm going to follow through with it and this is what we're doing now and so then he was like really he's like you got to catch a tone with me about me lending you money and I said bitch I will fucking call my mom right now and ask her for money instead <laughs> I will call people that love me and ask them for money instead of your bitch ass that can't keep promises. And he was like, oh, I can't believe you're insulting me while you're expecting me to lend you money. I said, yeah, bitch, I am. I was like all mean about it. There should have never been an argument. He would reimburse you all of that. I know. And that's why I was just like, I was so bothered by it. I was just yeah. like, whatever. So, but needless to say, and I didn't apologize for it because I didn't do anything wrong. And I did, I did look like a little bit of an asshole. Bless you. Yeah. For sure. It's okay. Allergy season's real strong, too. I try to, actually, what I like to do on my best when people sniffle or cough or sneeze, I do a courtesy cough. Just so they don't feel alone. I go, that way it's not like a silent buster than they and then I tell him, courtesy cough. It's, it's such a friendly thing. It's do. funny. I'm like, you're not alone. Allergy season is real. I like my invisible pockets because if I want to scratch my belly button, I can't. You can go right to it. I just can scratch it anytime yeah. I want. Full access if I want to. <laughs> I mean, right I can there. do other things, but I don't. Because <laughs> I'm a decent human. But it cracks me up. <laughs> this is a perfect date dress. You guys want to make out? Yeah. <laughs> I was such a scallywag. It's I just love a it. shirt. I can't believe I did that. It was so brilliant. I was drunk in my fucking daughter's bathroom. And I was like, it's hot. I want a dress. <laughs> Here's a shirt. It's like, this works. Snip the sleeves off. Pulled it down across my boobs. Realized it fit my figure perfectly, and if I was smart enough, I could sew the little hands and make pockets. What better dress on the planet doesn't have pockets? Every every amazing dress I've ever owned has a secret compartment where you can put your lip gloss and shit. Because <laughs> it gives you the pouch that you need in the front when you've got a little alcohol tummy, mm -hmm. which I get. 
because I love beer. <laughs> and it made me laugh because I was like, oh my god. You're hilarious. You're the best. I'm so fucking yeah. glad that, so one thing that I wanted to talk about was the fact that when I had to watch you go through months of pain. Yeah. And then we're talking, our main discussions are about like misogyny and shit sure. like that. And so then I'm thinking, this is a classic case of misogyny that they're not seeing yeah. this as an essential service. Like this. That's true. And then you were so sweet and you're like, well, my surgeon's doing the best that she can. And it's like, you're just yeah. writhing in pain like every three weeks. Oh, I remember the day you picked me up. Oh, and you even, you actually did kind of a half rogue maneuver because you're like, I'm escaping my life. I'm going to pick her up and whether she's got makeup on or not, she's in this car. And it was great. And I got in there and we started going out and you just looked at me and went, Oh, you're fucked up right now. We're going to go back to your house. I'm going to turn around and in your own classy way, you said, I'm going to take you back home. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew you looked I'm real fucked up home. inside. You were because so ready to put it down, bump, though. Every bump was just like painful. And I just remember it. And I just yeah. felt so proud of you. I was so, like, fucking. Like, well, I felt like, bad for you, but I felt like this was just not the move. And I thought, they wow, just, what a really great friend to want to try. But like you're just honoring, you gotta honor that body, sister. Nobody on the planet's gonna honor your honor your body. Yeah, they don't. They don't give a shit about the lady body. Most friends don't either. Yeah, I know. You gave a shit. But they should. (laughs) They're really good friends. I know, but they should. (laughs) They should. Especially the boyfriends. They don't. Oh, they should so care. Oh no. Oh, is are you leaving? Oh yeah. Oh good. I was gonna fare you well. Adieu. Farewell, adieu. <laughs> well, he was sweet. We were chatting it up with her. And I was like, oh, he's leaving. And I was like, he's not going to say goodbye. Oh, no, no. We don't do that here. We say farewell, adieu. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoy the last years of your life. It's just so nice. I was just sitting here thinking, this is just so great. I just... And you know what I've learned through a lot of my, my, my full... Gyne, gyne, OBY, OBGYN experience. Oh, can we call it the gyno experience? The gyno experience. Like rhino experience, but gyno. <laughs> women, women until last decade or two have really been all alone. And they should have been receiving the full attention uh-huh. all along. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and it's that's... Just, they've been so alone. The fact that you had to live in that type of pain in such extreme yeah. agony. Uh-huh. To the point of where you were just like, I'm dealing with chronic pain and I don't want to fucking be here anymore. Well, I was. I know. I was ready to go for I about know. eight months. Because it's so painful. Actually, chronic you know, pain will do that to I you. Was, it I will was make pregnant you a year ago. No. That's, that's how active my reproductive system is. I'm super fertile. I had a boyfriend. The first time we had sex, I got pregnant that night. Oh, March shit. 6, 2019. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah. And so, just like, just have like super that whole garden experience. of Eden. Yeah. Super everything. Well, your ovaries are fucking I'm powerful like, as shit. Yeah, well, you know, super fibrous. Yeah. Anyway, so I've had that, and then ever since then, and the wreck and everything, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And you find out as you go on through all this that the most, the best that you can do is find people that have faith in you. 
Yeah. If you don't have people that have faith in you, you don't have shit. In other words, if you don't have true friends, you really don't have a good life. Yeah, no, it's valid. That is actually very true. And your surgeon has got to believe in you. Mm-hmm. Your doctors have to believe you. Your story. Your friends have to believe your story. And that's the one thing you've taught me in the last year. Yeah. Well, same you know? for you. Because you believe my shit, too. And I've told you uh-huh. some wily ass shit. <laughs> I believe all you're like, oh, my God, I believe you. And I'm like, thank you. Because I mean that. Someone has to have faith. But well, I mean, the rest of the world's gonna doubt us anyway, regardless. Right, and like people don't even remotely expect and the me to time, be super time is now for us to bind together as sisters and females and stop all of that misogyny and sit down and have a talk with yourself and, and ask if you have even a little symptom of it or a bit of it. And oh, then, of course, and then get over it and then bind together. Well, what I like is I like the women that are unapologetically themselves on yeah. TikTok. Where in order to fight uh, the stigma between, like, having to be of the perfect shape and fitness and just to exist and to have an opinion, you have to have certain criteria met. Just to be even taken seriously. You have to be, like, you have you heard that phrase, oh, but she's cute, though. Uh-huh. So she can get away with it. Uh-huh. And that's the whole premise along the body shaming thing. And so the girls on TikTok, Gen X. Gen X bitches, <laughs> these sweet little girls are getting on there and they got these tummies. I mean, they're kids. Like, they're, they still have, like, you know, they're plump and it's sweet. It's fucking human bodies. Like, we're allowed to be human, okay? We're not Barbies. And so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, these girls are like, I'm fucking, I'm beautiful and I'm not going to accept that I have to do all of these things to be taken seriously and I'm going to do this cute little TikTok dance with my little <laughs> belly hanging out. And everybody better fucking like this, and anyone that body shames is gonna get harassed. And then that's how that goes. And it started this little movement amongst their. They're such a little progressive. Mm-hmm. I just like them. They're little assholes. I love them so much. Also, the Tide Pod thing also, fucked me up though, but you know, outside of that. <laughs> what? The Tide Pod oh. thing where they were daring each other to eat Tide Pods, that, fucking result in death. Half of them are suicidal, so. Yeah, they it's might their, be a death wish in there anyways. Well, it is. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's what the scary part yeah. was. They were just daring themselves to kill themselves, and it was terrifying. So, I mean, they almost wiped out a bunch of them. I mean, it's big. That's why that one show, 13 Reasons to Die or whatever, mm. is so popular amongst the Gen X or Gen Z. They're not afraid. No, because they're, well, they have a placement that makes them extremely suicidal. <laughs> it's scary. That's why they're so crazy. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They will fuck everybody up, burn shit down. No problem. Yeah, they're not afraid. Well, they're that, there's a level of crazy there, and I like it. I can respect that, because crazy things get things done. And they also create a lot of things. Like, innovative. Nicole Tesla. He was crazy as fuck. He died like penniless and alone. Yeah, that was that was the worst. That concept that you could be so brilliant and still die broke. Ah, uh, talk about a horrible way to go. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, but much of the only success, appreciated after you true die. True success has money, very little tied into it. I know. True success is not the result is not money as much as we'd want it to be. Yeah, because when it comes down to it, like all the shit that this Corona has taught us is that what, is, what does it really matter to us is human connection. 
I miss being able to go to a bar with you and sitting outside, all of, all of us outside with our new best friends chilling and getting to know each other. <laughs> and like, we can't do that anymore. Yeah. That's the thing that makes me a little sad. Uh-huh. Like, we're, I'm shouting across at this dude. He's shouting at the bartender. Like, that's how we're all trying to social now. <laughs> it's just, the hey, dro- you. They're bigger how and are faster you? droplets. <laughs> the droplets are just faster. If you're a person that goes to the bar to hang out with people, you can't fucking do it anymore. What the fuck's the point? Like, at this point, I'm just going to go get drunk on the couch. Like, there's nothing to do. <laughs> me, the last two nights. My mom was like that. She said, look, I know that you guys are still all brave and going out and stuff. She's like, but my fucking generation is lame as shit. She's like, we're all terrified. And we're all hiding in our homes. And nobody wants to fucking hang out. And I'm bored. And I don't have Wi-Fi. So I told her I'd eventually pay it for internet. So I have to get my shit together with Sephora. Oh. Oh. And my gambling thing, like whatever it is that I waste my money on, that I'm gonna go buy her some internet so she could be connected to the world again. Aww. But she doesn't have internet. I was like, I could do that. I'm loving this new iPad again because I have to send all these forms and I just download I them. I forgot to bring my paperwork. Fill it out on the iPad. Like, an iPad intuitively knows what I'm doing and I just tap on a space in a Can form. Can I get you anything? You're full. I'm full too. Okay. Good. Okay. Oh my god. So that that technology is great, and then I'm using it every night for Netflix to get away from the twins. Oh god. So this this fucking thing. Is Can I send you some Netflix special suggestions? Because yeah. there's some funny ones. There's some good ones. What are you I've been watching? Catching up. Oh god. I think I watch everything now. I'm really I I love really violent shit like the Avengers kind kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like those when the superhero ones. Yeah. Where they like have to put boundaries on the superheroes. <laughs> like that one guy that could run really fast. He like ran through like a person in New York. Like she was reaching out, holding his hand, saying goodbye, and like it was her fiance and the world's fastest man just barreled through him and exploded him all over. <laughs> it was really gory. Yeah. That type of shit. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't know what Kill Bill was until last November. Oh, yeah. You said that you had watched that. For the first time. Yeah. I didn't even know that it was around over a decade ago. That's how my like, whole life is. You're not fucking, alone. Fucking, what? Where have I been? No, I promise. I feel the same way. Like, when I realized that I was the asshole for 30 years. <laughs> I mean, I perpetually made everybody else the bad guy, and I was always the victim. And then at some point, I realized, oh, my God, I have to be, like, accountable for my own bullshit. Yeah. And then I was like, well, fuck, man. I've been a super big dickhead to, like, a whole bunch of people. <laughs> and I didn't even know it. I was like, oh, God. So same premise like <laughs> I don't really know where I was going with that but I don't know it's cool I think we should I'm kind of bummed out that we didn't get to see some other human oh. to, to interview I was gonna get that info you I was gonna, gonna get snag it, it snag I, I even it. brought my pajamas thinking that we might do that and I could make you look cool to be friends with the pajama girl <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how open-minded would she appear if she came into a bar with a chick in her pajamas? Like, <laughs> I know she's crazy, you guys, but I like her, I'm so we're going to hang now. out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I already got this plan. Like, I even brought it just in case because I was like, I just want to wear my pajamas. Like, I wear that pink shit. I told you I wanted those pink silk pajamas. And I found that shit at Goodwill, and I immediately lost my mind. It was $3.99, and I put it in my cart, 
and I've been wearing it every fucking day. And I just walk around my house like I'm from Days of Our Lives. I'll just like dramatically slam a cabinet door shut because I fucking can. Like, big Alejandro, and slam my. Don't have any bread. I slam my cabinet shut. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly, but no bread. First world problems. I slam the door shut like stupid shit. Oh, courtesy cough. Thanks. You're welcome. My test was negative. You know what? I think honestly at 50%. I think you and I already went. We already we fucking there. had it. That remember, shit was there. We were so sick. We were so sick. I was sick forever. You were we sick. Were we, were, so we were both sick. sick. It got weird. Things were awkward. It was just like, after a while, we were just like, I think I actually captured some of it in the shower when I was drunk for seven minutes making that drunk shower podcast, <laughs> which I think is hysterical that I fucking made I and kept up on the podcast. Like, I want to see that bitch at the apartment complex try and find something to embarrass me about because you know that's how she does it. Like, she knows that everybody's trying to save face and pretend like they're all good. Are you leaving? Oh, I shall see you again. We don't know. You, well, you know what? If we don't, I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> We're all going to make it. <laughs> I didn't say if it was up or down. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the pearly gates. I'll be either in purgatory or hell. But I think the apartment chick's looking for some shit to try and embarrass me on. And she's not going to find it. Because I already fucking put my mug shot everywhere. Have you seen it? It's pretty bad. I think I'm gonna make a pro, like a. I, I think I'm gonna make that and then do a picture of me now and be like, glow up, bitches, and then that <laughs> that'll eliminate all threat. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm really considering it. Just to show people, yes, I'm a human, and this is me looking like shit, crying, like in jail. <laughs> And you would look bad and bloated too if you had just drank a little bit and like you were crying in the car and it was, you know, fucking hot and like, oh, it was stupid. They left me in that bathroom for fucking ever. If I had a really good lawyer, they would have probably thrown it out because they left me in the bathroom for 20 minutes and they're supposed to not leave you alone for a long period of time unsupervised before they give you the breathalyzer. And they, they failed that. They left me in the bathroom for 20, 20 something minutes. Oh. It's all a game. It's all down to a science. Yeah. It's all um, calibrated. Yeah. It's perfectly calibrated. I think they did it because they knew that I had just left the bar and they were trying to get me to have the alcohol processed faster. You know, it takes, like, you could drink a thing of alcohol, and then a half hour later, your blood alcohol level will be higher. I think that's why they did it. Wait it out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can drink, and then 20 minutes later, you still don't have a thing. So I know. Yeah. It's all calibrated. And it's still, the, the worst part of all of that is it's all still a private business. All yeah. Well, and that's something cool that I saw the other day that they were talking about when they were discussing defunding police. Because the whole the whole hashtag concept was to shock and awe. Like, it's not actually defunding police because they're not crazy. Like, they know that there'd be motherfucking KKK members running around lynching people. They're not stupid. We know, okay, that there's real danger out there. We are appreciative of the people that do protect us. But the whole point was that there is a 
billion dollar prison system of people being in prison for things that are non-violent and that's not necessary like you don't have to put someone in jail for like a white collar crime you don't have to put someone in jail for fucking a pot related charge when weed is legal now uh-huh. like get them out of jail if it's weed if, if whatever state they're in if weed's legal there let them out of the fucking slammer like they shouldn't be in jail for that that's stupid so the guy was going on and he was like, if you think about the fact that if we were just to release all the people that had nonviolent offenses and had them do some type of civic service duty or whatever, he's like, we would be saving all the money that we spend as taxpayer dollars on the prison system. He's like, we would be contributing back to society and allowing them to stimulate the economy by putting work out. Like, it makes sense. If you look at it from like a broader level and you see that all the money could be going to people in like mental health care facilities and having more social work things and I know it's nice There's three healthcare systems um, for the American prisons and jails. Three. I didn't know that. And one of the CEOs of that healthcare system that provides medical and dental for inmates, she's my client. Mm-hmm. Karen Miskovich. Of course it's a Karen. <laughs> of course it's a Karen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the best meme that there could have ever been. Of course her name's Karen. She's proud of her business. She's made I'm sure a she lot is. of money. I'm sure she makes a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Because they all have to have insurance. Mm-hmm. And they buy hers. She's buying, she's actually selling insurance policies to people who have no money and have no ability to make money. Oh, no, I'm talking about a different Karen. No, I mean the chick that for the jail. So how does that work? Oh, she owns the company. She is the insurance company. So she's the one that insures the people. So she, she gets the taxpayer dollars. Well. For the insurance of the prisoners. Her funds are from every source because... Someone has to pay the premium for every inmate's medical and dental coverage. Yeah, but that's the gov- that's the state taxpayer. Which is typically state and fed. Mm-hmm. State and county and um, state. Um, so she's just taking money like hand over fist. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a really good fucking racket to get into. It's also, I think, possibly like, but is it a monopoly? It. Is it a monopoly though? Because she's like well, one, there's one two of other three. Guys in it. If it was just her that she... Then it would be a monopoly. monopoly. So what you're telling me is that you could have three companies that handle the same shit and it's not a monopoly. Yeah. That's not fair. That should be fair. it's happening right now. Happening yeah, just in like in Clackamas County. Clackamas County, there's only two fucking... There's two fucking programs uh-huh. in Clackamas County that you can go through for drug and alcohol treatment. Oh, really? Two. The top of the hill and the bottom of the hill. <laughs> That's it. The motherfucking places in Oregon City. You know that they're just raking in all that money from every person during those. And that is, and that goes with DMV. You're right. You're correct. It's in transportation. transportation. It's in ODOT. It's in communication. It's not mine. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Lisa. I'm gonna take this next time I'm gonna get it. I'm getting it this next time. I'm gonna kick your ass about this. I'm gonna do it. I'm kind of bummed that Grace didn't come, but I'm okay with it because I feel like this is a good last hurrah. This is a good little. Yeah. At least for a little bit, anyway. Well, 
hopefully you're gonna call her out and just say exactly how it is. I think that she's she, she and I are just gonna have to talk about it. To we, I'm gonna go hiking. I don't feel with like her. either of you said the wrong thing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to record a podcast with her where we just sit and have like a sister interview, where we just do like a hike together and just like. I think that oh. we, what we need that we always do better with is when we have that alone time where we can just sit and talk, uh-huh. and then we remember what it's like. I can leave the cash tip. Want to leave cash tip? No, it's all done. Um, I feel like if we were to just sit and hash it out, we'll be okay. But for now, I think that it's just a matter of when. Well, I think next week we're going to go hiking is what she wants to do. So I'll go hiking with her and we'll get that out of the way so we can actually sit and talk. Because the best part about activities like that is that it's never really about the activity. It's like, let's go golfing. Well, really, I just want to talk to you, but we're going to have to have some type of activity. Like, it's like, let's go to wine and cheese night. Well... I just want to hang out with you, but here's an activity. <laughs> and if people want to yeah. save money, they can just sit down and have a drink and talk. But that's just how you and I operate. Because we're like, let's just save all the money that we would have spent on that one fucking activity. Yeah. And just yeah. have a good time and chill. Which is the reason why I love hanging out with you. Because it's always just really mellow and hang. <laughs> super mellow. I love it. And you always let me be my own human. Well, you know, what, what else is there? I know. It's great. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> I'm so used, to people, have? so used to people telling me not to be a human. So. God, right? Wow, you must have been married once. <laughs> I was married twice. <laughs> Two times. Damn, that shit. All right, you guys. This is Kilowatt and LFC. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our beautiful tangent. Thanks for being here. Yes. It was fun. It was fun. It's always fun. All right. Bye. In closing, I would like to wish y'all a happy 4th of July from Kilowatt and LFC. Happy 4th, enjoy it. She's tumor free, you guys. That's fucking everything. Tumor free. Tumor free. All right. Love you guys. Go blow it up.